Hey, Cracked fans. As winter slowly turns into spring and all of us look forward to getting back on the outdoor tennis courts, we here at Cracked Rackets want to ensure that you listeners have everything you need to make sure your return to outdoor tennis is a successful one. That's where our friends at Gamma Sports come in. Now, if you need new strings, new grips, new court equipment, ball hoppers, machine tools, and accessories, whatever it may be, our friends at Gamma have it all for you. They've also, of course, got dampeners, over grips, replacement grips, they've got it all. And if you go to their website, gammasports.com slash tennis right now, you use our promo code CRACK20, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, I know Gamma has a new string pattern in the queue called the React Pro, which all of you Gamma string users will enjoy. And even if you're not using Gamma strings, maybe now's the time to start, but they've also got polyesters, everything you could be looking for from a tennis equipment standpoint, all in one location. Just go to gammasports.com slash tennis right now. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Again, gammasports.com slash tennis. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You may have noticed a lot of college tennis-centric content here at Cracked Rackets of late. That's, of course, because we are getting so excited for the start of the 2021 NCAA Tennis Championships this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tennis fans across the globe going to be treated to some phenomenal action. And as such, we here at Cracked Rackets feel like it's our obligation to help prepare all of you listeners for all of the action that is about to unfold, of course. Here on today's Cracked Interviews podcast, we've got another college tennis-centric episode as we are joined by a man I'd say I've been chasing to get on this podcast for quite a bit of time. He, of course, is an All-American national indoor champion and a guy who has college tennis in his bones. Of course, I'm talking about USC senior Riley Smith, who joins the show today to talk about what has been quite the season for his USC Trojans. Of course, last year, USC had all of the momentum in the world on their side. They won the National Indoor Championships, did it pretty much without a wounded senior Brandon Holt. Of course, he was able to give them such a great effort in that championship match, and then the rest of the team able to carry them over the finish line. But of course, this season, a bit of a season from hell for the Trojans. Seems like they've had so many breaks go against them. However, they are clearly starting to play their best tennis clearly clicking on all cylinders heading into the 2021 postseason we wanted to talk to Riley about that fact talk about what has been an up and down year what it's like for him to get to enjoy that extra go round he's one of those players who benefited most from the NCAA's decision to grant an extra year of eligibility to the class of 2020 and of course we wanted to know from Riley what has he made of that decision you know how has he made the most of his time during this extra season at USC he says it's been a lot of schoolwork but a lot of fun as well. And certainly, again, uh, he has been around college tennis his whole life. He's seen so many national championship winning teams. He knows what it takes. I wanted to ask him, do his Trojans have what it takes to make a run this postseason? It's a fantastic conversation that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, the reason we're able to do that day in, day out here on the Cracked Interviews podcast is because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our Patreon family, and of course, 
from our friends at MidwestSports.com. You go to MidwestSports.com, you're going to find the best equipment at the best prices. You use our promo code CR15, you'll get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. MidwestSports.com, the promo code is CR15. Without further ado, let's get to my fantastic conversation with USC All-American, Riley Smith. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joining us on the podcast today, you may know him as an All-American for the USC Trojans, a redshirt senior, my future tax attorney, and a friend of the program here, Riley Smith. Riley, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing good, dude. Just uh, just finished up my last way session. Uh, I'm chilling. I'm yeah. chilling. Done with, uh, done with my classes. Now uh, I just get to look forward to some finals and then some tennis. That is an emotional day, certainly. And I feel like it's got to help when, even though the classes are up, you have an NCAA run to look forward to. And just, you know, in general, this season, fifth year, I guess we can get right into it. Uh, how has it feel? I, you know, I joke around with some of the people who had the opportunity to come back as you did. It's like you're getting a master's in tennis. It's got to be pretty cool to get, you know, have that stress is removed and be able to focus on the just the sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it was almost uh... – more the school at the beginning this, this <laughs> summer I literally was in class from like nine to five at least every day yeah. doing literally what was basically like an undergrad version of accounting mm-hmm. and then uh, I went through recruitment in the fall and it was like wow like I came back to school and I was like All right, I need to start training a bit because <laughs> I, I was just hitting the books a little much but um but no it's been awesome I uh Obviously, last year, we were at the top of everything. It felt great, and uh, I had to come back. I mean, I felt like mm-hmm. – I mean, I loved the guys on the team. It was a great energy, and I felt like, you know, maybe we could uh, finish things out the right way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and now we get headed towards the postseason for the opportunity, you Trojans, who obviously enter the postseason perhaps not with the season you wanted, but with momentum on your side following the conference tournament, you guys obviously capture that tournament, emerge as the Pac-12 champions. I want to talk about all of that, of course, on today's podcast, dive into history as well. But you know, I feel like I have to ask you this question on behalf of all college tennis fans. Uh, your cousin Keegan Smith, uh, unfortunately, uh, suffered an accident, and obviously. He had a little bit of a health scare. I believe, you know, word on the street is he's feeling better. He's getting closer yeah. to being safe and healthy. Can we report that he is yeah. on, on the mend? He's on the mend. I think things are looking up. I mean, uh, it was definitely a shock. Uh, for sure, I was ready to play him in doubles. And then the next thing I know, he's, he's in the hospital. So it was a lot for me, for sure, especially senior day. Uh, a weird, weird atmosphere. But um i mean it was it was pretty cool you know the ucla guys played hard that day uh i played drew and he he had keegan's name on the back of his shirt um and you know i i think keegan's doing better and uh 
I mean, who doesn't love that guy, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. He, he is like the epitome of college tennis. Like, he's <laughs> crazy. He's hilarious. And he's pretty freaking good, too. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully he gets back out there soon enough. And, uh, I mean, he's going to be a force. So, <laughs> yeah. I think no. a lot of people are – I don't want to say happy he's not in college tennis. But, uh, <laughs> there, you know, he was always that looming threat that people did not want to see on the other side of the net. There's no denying they'll be happy to duck him. And yeah, I was talking about this. I don't know anyone who has a conversation with Keegan and is like, man, I didn't like that guy. Like, what? An- <laughs> like, I don't know anyone who feels that way. You come away and you're yeah. you're laughing. You're like this guy again. Uh, so obviously, if you got get the chance to speak with him, share. You know, he's in our thoughts, our our prayers as well. All of us, I'm sure here, we just want to see him get healthy back on court. But you know, again. Enough Bruins talk. Let's focus on the Trojans here this season. And as you mentioned, last year versus this season, two completely different stories. I'm wearing a Michigan jacket for all of you listeners who want to, or are curious what I'm wearing here on today's podcast. And the reason I bring that up is because last year, obviously, everything was breaking your guys' way. At that national indoor tournament, you go down 3-0 to Michigan. I believe it was four or five first sets you guys end up dropping. You win that match in the semifinal 4-3, won that match without Brandon Hole to I, we're far enough removed now. I don't mind saying this. He might have given COVID to all of us college tennis teams. You like do the date and you like look at the symptoms. And I mean, I got sick from Brandon. Like we all got sick from Brandon. I don't know if he was the yeah. source, but you get what I'm saying. Anyways, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, last season, everything broke your way. You guys captured yeah. the national indoor championship. You're the number one team in the country. Yeah. Uh, this season, I it think did. it's like, a, yeah, exactly. It Long story short, it didn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, two and yeah. six and four, three matches. Yeah, I don't, uh, just to set the context, but now you guys enter postseason play with some momentum. So just how do the ups and downs of this year, does it help you guys? Does it hurt you guys? What, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? I imagine it's been a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, indoors sucked. <laughs> indoors, indoors really sucked. Like, all right, we had Illinois came out and, you know, I, I thought, felt like, hey, they played better than us. And then there were two matches where, like, we kind of blew it. So, I mean, that, that sucked for us. We came back and we played a hard rest of the schedule. I think all the, the Pac-12 12 teams have been super competitive and everyone's kind of pretty close here or there. I mean, maybe um, I felt like we were stronger in some places than other teams. But, uh, it was I mean, it was tight going through that. And, um, I mean, yeah, it definitely wasn't. I mean, to lose those matches sucked for sure. And uh, even the one at Stanford to lose 4-3 was brutal. But, I mean, I mean, it's got to come to a point where we're just kind of like, it. and, uh, <laughs> you know, like I felt like we were maybe protecting ourselves a little indoors. And, uh, you know, we still have the number one ranking next to our name. And now uh, with the ITA rankings, I don't, I don't know where we sit anymore, but we're, we're definitely <laughs> down lower. <laughs> That's for sure. So, uh I mean, we have nothing to lose, and I feel like a lot of the teams, uh, they're not going to like seeing our name in the NCAA draw, that's for sure. No, absolutely. And you talk about those four, three matches you guys have played. I think you've played seven of them this season, and I think you guys are two and five overall. But, you know, I know Jake and Ludwig had some match points in a couple of those matches. I know you look back at Stanford, you're going to kick yourself, you know, how many chances you had in that match as well. You've been on both sides of the equation. 2020, you guys rode a wave of momentum. You guys were winning everything. And you could feel that at the National Indoors. I always say when looking back at that final, just watching you guys warm up versus watching North Carolina warm up, 
it was like, oh man, like this USC team's ready to beat someone today. And, you know, obviously this year, it's been the flip side of that. You've had match points. It hasn't broken your way. How do you guys stay together? How do you stay confident, particularly given just the drastic contrast to last season? Yeah, I mean, I think you can go two ways with it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, for sure, years in the past, it hasn't gone great. But for sure, we're either going to, like, get a lot closer or end up really hating each other and <laughs> start blaming each other. But, I mean, hey, like, I was pissed, uh, like, halfway through the season and I was a little wrapped up in our ranking and all that crap. But, I mean, at the end of it, like, Pac-12s was sick. Like, mm-hmm. every single match we played – we played hard. We went, we avenged our Arizona loss, and then we played a pretty good ASU team who was feeling very confident after beating Stanford, and we took it to them. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's brought us a lot closer. We're playing for sure the best tennis we've played all year. And, I mean, we're, we're excited, you know. Uh, it's, it's been great. It's been mm-hmm. great. Honestly. Because it's it's to your point about being excited you did have that experience last year so i imagine you guys aren't scared of anyone and you talk about playing your best tennis this season again i watch a lot of usc tennis it's a burden and a blessing i suppose this year but uh you look at your team and just how you guys have performed of late you mentioned playing your best tennis i would agree with you i think you look at that ucla match outside of the doubles you guys played your best singles of the season you earned four straight set victories and then for me the thing that jumped out against arizona state and we can talk about your match the missed overhead from Mackey, you coming back and stealing that second set and just staying alive on the court what that meant for your team but you swept the bottom four and you look at the talent on your roster because the best teams, you and Kuki are always going to have battles at one and two, right? No matter who you're playing down the NCAA stretch. To see you sweep three from through six, to see Jake and Ludwig come through in the clutch, I mean, you, you mentioned it, but are you guys playing your best tennis entering the postseason? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, uh, you watch the match. We're extremely loud, extremely competitive yeah. group of guys. Like, we're – I think that at the end of the day, we're just extremely, extremely competitive. And it sucked losing those uh, those matches. But, I mean, hey, we're here. Like, we might as well battle. Like, uh, I mean, for sure, I think it flipped a little bit, you know. We're playing UCLA at home on that senior day. And the, <laughs> we have match point. They double fault. It's, it's a couple inches out. I get overruled. We lose the doubles point, And I'm like wow and nothing was spoken I went to the bathroom like everyone was just pissed like we literally just had the doubles point taken like literally taken I was furious and I think it just clicked like hey like if we can do this every match like like nobody can really hang with that like imagine everybody going out there and just saying all right I need to win I need to do it now so yeah I think for sure we're playing we're playing the best ball we have Mm-hmm. it's so funny you mentioned that doubles point now that you bring up that call I do remember it was a double fault right five four I think it was Baird hit it I, yeah, I believe I, I don't even remember I looked at I just remember calling out looking down and then the guy overruling me and I look at Carew I think on the sideline he's like <laughs> kind of chuckled turned around and walked away I was like <laughs> you can't script this you cannot script <laughs> this so, hey, no. do this no, but then again, you guys came out swinging in uh, singles. And, yeah. you know, for your team, 
uh, in particular because, you know, the big thing, you guys were expecting to have more in the lineup this year. There's no denying that. And he was a top 20 player in the nation last year. And, you yeah. know, you, you, he probably slides in at that three or four singles position. And then, you know, Bradley, who I think has lost like twice, maybe three times yeah. this season. Yeah, uh, would he be, yeah he's yeah. just been ridiculous. And you don't have more. And so to see, you know, him, Bradley, Ludwig, Jake, I want to give Ryder a shout out as well, because obviously he's done a bunch this season. How yeah. big has it been from you guys, you know, to, to just see those guys continue to develop throughout the year and take their lumps and bounce back? Yeah, of course. I mean, Bradley's had an insane year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially because we've had matches where Stefan's been hurt. I mean, uh, Duty's been out. I mean, the match against Arizona, Stefan's out against Pepperdine. Duty and uh, Steph is gone. So, I mean, to have a full roster, like, we're pretty damn good. You know? <laughs> we're pretty damn good. So, yeah, to have everyone back, to have Bradley playing as well as he has this year, it's like, wow. Like, I mean, he's totally stepped it up. We always knew he could kind of do it. Um, but he's been great. Jake is uh, – Jake and Ludwig, I mean – Five and six, who else when you want? Like, seriously, yeah. crazy competitors. Like, you should see our practices. Uh, they get a little chippy, and that's good. I mean, that's good. So, no, I yeah. feel like that's what Mace wants, right? That's what he's absolutely trying to create. And, you know, again, I for Jake and Lud, uh, and is it Wistrate or Westrate? I, I heard him I say Wistrate. I don't really even know. <laughs> I I'll just can't go. understand him half the time. So. Yeah, we'll just go with Lud. I feel like that's yeah. the easiest. Um, no, it, for him in particular, because he's had a couple matches this year. And honestly, him and Jake in particular, you talk about the way they compete. They've yeah. had matches where they've had match points and they've ended up falling short. They've had matches, I think, back to UCLA early in the season when, you know, him and uh, Zaraj were doing whatever it is they were doing on court yeah, yeah. six. And yeah. you know, to have those sorts of matches as well, um, I mean, because you've played the NCAA gauntlet, you know what it is. How how critical is it that, you know, five, six, the bottom of your lineup? Because that that really can be the strength for you Trojans, right? How important is it for them to be clicking? Of course. I mean, I think, I think it comes down to just like who, who's, uh, who's willing to go out there. I think a lot of the times, you know, at mm-hmm. five or six, those are the guys you want, like just absolute winners. And Jake is like, Jake's very, very competitive, whether he's playing tennis or playing beard. I honestly, the guy wants <laughs> to win and, and like, there's no other guy. Like he's, he's an extremely competitive guy. And then Lodewick has had an insane year, like uh, for him to come in, First semester, fresh off the plane, literally just get thrown in the lineup. And he he didn't really lose. He lost once in the first, I don't know, half of the year. And then he had a couple hiccups. But he went to Pac-12s, and he had lost to Oregon, Arizona, and Stanford. And he's like, they're all lined up. I can beat them all. He beat Oregon, didn't finish against Arizona. And then he beat the match against ASU. It was like, well, I guess he responded well. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great seeing that happen. No, I mean, look, yeah, there's no denying that. Now, the flip side is while they're finding, you know, and you look in singles, their records on the season, I think you guys are 18 and six at six, 18 and five at five. Bradley is uh, nine and two at the four position, 14 and four overall. And so, you know, you guys are competitive in all six singles flights. There's no denying that you can win, find three on any given day. The big thing, though, of course, is only needing to find three and not four. And I don't need to tell you, you're a doubles All-American 
American, you and Kuki are like 17 and three. I feel like I can't call him duty because I know we've spoken, but I don't know him that well. And, you know, uh, just, you know I, I, don't, I have no shame calling him the Kuki monster, but I don't feel comfortable calling him duty. But, uh, you yeah. know, you guys are 17 and three and we know what we're going to get from you guys at one. I would argue, you know what you're going to get from Steph and Brad at two as well. They're one loss. Yeah, exactly. One from the year. Still they, aren't ready, though. And so they got the Pac-12 doubles teams, not a lot of (laughs) not a lot of ranked teams for us to play. No, it's it's ridiculous. And we'll get into the rankings, I promise. But you know, three doubles has been a struggle. And the part of that's been injuries and just the lack of continuity at that position. But you guys know, and I point back to that national indoor final again. Will and if Will holds his two serves, he and Brian take that number one doubles flight. They take the doubles point. It's a completely different match. The number one doubles position, as good as you and Kuki are, is always a toss up, right? Especially as the tournament goes on, and just you know, you feel good. I'm not saying I don't feel good about you. Don't give me that face. I'm just saying again, it's always it's always going to be competitive. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. always totally, competitive. Totally is what I'm going to say. Totally and good. so again. How critical is that doubles point moving forward? How are you feeling about the doubles point for your team? Uh, because we all know how important it is to take a 1-0 lead. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was almost good. Honestly, we that uh, Brad and Steph finally lost it too because I think that's <laughs> a little, maybe a little extra pressure they're feeling or something like that. And against uh, Arizona, I mean, Arizona, you thought the match freaking Monday was loud. Sunday was bananas. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> We were going crazy, and and they came really clutch in that match. And um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's obviously huge. I think the momentum is, but I also think it's not the end of the world. A lot of the times, like a team will win doubles, and the other team will just kind of flip. They'll either go one or two ways. They'll either go down a break on half the courts, or they'll go up a break on like four of the courts. And it's like against the UCLA match, we lose that doubles point. And it's like. Like, there's no way we beat them like that in singles if we win the doubles, in my opinion, honestly. Yeah. No, and we were talking about uh, on the podcast why Florida losing to Tennessee might be a blessing for Florida. And that's something, you know, we have chatted about as well. And it's like, you you don't want to be too perfect heading into postseason play because then you feel that pressure. And I feel like you guys have taken enough lumps. You guys are ready to start doing some winning here at this point. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, without question. I'm curious, since you brought that Arizona match, how good Strom? Like, I haven't had the chance to see him play much, but the, you look at the results and you're like, this guy's got it. Yeah. Well, it depends who you ask. Do you ask me or Daniel? Because Daniel, <laughs> Daniel took it pretty hard on him. But he's, he's just like, he's a really, really competitive kid. Mm-hmm. Really, really competitive kid. And he, I don't know, I, I definitely didn't play my greatest match. And I had a couple break points in the third I didn't take advantage of. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I, I wish I had that one back for sure. But He's, he's an extremely competitive kid. So, yeah, he's, he's a good player. Yeah, all no. that, that whole entire team is extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. So. And for your team, you talk about the competition you guys have faced. Everyone knows Stanford, UCLA, year in, year out, they're going to be at the top of college tennis. But to have the Arizonas this year, I mean, Arizona and Arizona State aren't just, like, nice stories. They're legit good. And, you know, uh, you have those two teams – uh, you know, Utah, I think, got a big win over Arizona. They're frisky this year. Oregon knocked off Stanford. They're frisky this year. Mitch Stewart's gone from Washington, but those teams are always competitive as well. I just had to name drop yeah. that. I do know someone who played for Washington. Sorry, in case people are curious. But just again, given the 
conference-centric nature of this year's schedule. I know you guys had that indoors, but what did yeah. you think of the level of competition in the Pac-12 this year? How has it prepared you guys for the postseason? I mean, for sure, it was ultra competitive. I mean, you look at uh, we lost twice. Like that's uh, yeah. obviously not ideal, but we lost both matches four three, and then you know everyone was kind of beating everyone. I mean, it was a yeah. little little nuts, especially at the end. And I think, uh, I mean, you kind of see that with throughout the country, really. I mean, uh, I think everyone there's like a lot of teams that can go down and really win it, and I think that's cool. I think, I mean, uh, having a couple fifth years back and everyone obviously didn't get a finish last year so everyone's hungry for that for that win for that result and uh yeah I mean I think ASU they they had a lot of guys that believed they could win and I think a lot of the times that's that's kind of what it takes I think uh more matches honestly are are lost in these situations than won and I think uh you know they're just putting themselves in like really good situations to win Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And again, now, as we look towards the postseason, and I want to do a deep dive into you and some of the matches you've played in the past, but you guys have gotten looks at, you know, Illinois, Texas, TCU. I think those last two matches, you played them for three. Uh, obviously, yeah. you guys beat North Carolina, this pretty much same North Carolina nucleus last season. And I know you had Brandon at number one singles, but again, he was more a placeholder than anything else at the national indoor. So you feel good, certainly with your roster coming up against them. And, you know, you mentioned the rankings. There's a chance you guys are a double digit seed, right? That you're a 12, 13, pretty sure you clinched yourselves a host region with that conference tournament win. Although who knows, you know, no, you never know. My luck, you guys are headed to Ann Arbor the first weekend and going to play my Wolverines. And it's just like, come on, like really. Um, But you know, how do you feel? We had this debate on the Great Shot podcast yesterday. That's why I asked, because I voted you guys 10th this week on the USDA poll under the premise of, I just don't want to be caught with my pants down. When you guys make the quarterfinal, semifinal run with this veteran team, I want to say, I, I knew it was going to start coming. Um, I mean, you're a confident kid, but yeah. I assume you guys are confident in general heading into postseason play. You guys feel like you can beat anyone? I mean, yes, of course. <laughs> I, I think USC... 21 national titles. I, I really don't, I don't really look at NCAs. I mean, I haven't personally on my teams or the teams I've played on, we've gotten to the quarterfinals and the, my freshman year, we played Georgia at Georgia, a tough match. UNC got the better of us a year. But I mean, I, I look at it like I looked at the rankings. It's like, I mean, I'm not necessarily, I mean, every team's really good. Every team is really good. I'm, I'm not necessarily fearful of any team. And I think that our whole entire team isn't fearful at all. Like, you really want to put some guy against Stefan Destanich at three? I mean, yeah. you think he should be playing one, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, you saw that yeah. forehand this weekend. I saw him clinch that match. He was like, oh, it's five all. It's time for me to break. I'm going to get the break now. And that's what he yeah. did. I also, I've yeah. said this before, he looks identical to a roommate of mine in college. I'll send you a pic after it and you'll laugh. It's like, so that's my other thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, there's especially because there was no postseason play in 2020 and it's really the national indoors was only quarterfinals this year you guys got a taste of that and at least jake bradley ludvik they got to play in that uh in that situation that environment um but you know i feel like that postseason play nerves are going to be a factor right and you're right is there you look up and down the roster everyone's good 
But in that instance, you turn to experience, right? How valuable is that experience to have you, to have Kuki? I know, you know, even Bradley and Jake are, have been at USC for a while. They've seen the runs. How valuable is that experience? How much are you guys harping on that heading into postseason play? Yeah, I'd say experience. And I mean, I'd say just, I, I don't know who plays better in the moment. I mean, you saw, I don't think anyone predicted Virginia the first week we go beat Ohio State at Ohio State. I mean, those were a bunch of freshmen going out there, a lot of them, and just, you know, they, they, they're fearless. So yeah. I, I think just playing fearless tennis and, hey, we're not, we're not protecting the number one ranking, that's for sure. So, so <laughs> we're definitely fearless. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. I, I think we're just – we're more so excited than anything. Like, all right, we played our bubble. We played – the Pac-12, we played UCLA three times. Like, if you told me at the beginning of the year, hey, Riley, you're going to beat UCLA three times in a year, you're going to not lose. I've, I haven't done that, so I'm pretty <laughs> pumped, you know. Like, there's, there's some, all right, we're 12, what are we, 13 in the rankings. I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know. You look at it, you got to look at it other ways. And I think uh, at times, for sure, everybody on our team was a little attached to that. But, yeah, I think, I think just playing fearless and uh, – We'll see. I mean, it, it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be a fun uh, fun tournament. I'm interested to see how that will go. Oh, I cannot wait to see that bracket reveal. And I think it's next Monday and then Tuesday for the yeah. individuals as well. And, you know, individual, I, I'm sure that's something that's on the afterthought for now. But for you, for, you know, uh, Kooky Monster, dude, I'm like, I think in my head, I'm like, what am I going to call him? I'm not going to call him Daniel. Um, but for it's- you and uh, Kooky, for just, uh, you know, you guys to be back this season to – you know, be that number one doubles team to be, uh, you know, the leaders for your roster. How has, you know, this fifth year to get that additional season? Uh, I feel like it's got to be just, uh, we talked about a little bit at the beginning, but that's just got to be the experience of all experiences. What do you, as far as, sorry, you just being again, no, being a leader, just again, getting that additional year to be a leader to your teammates to just kind of, you know, again, fifth year, you've seen everything. Um, so I have to imagine this year it's just been, you know, it's been that a bonus lap for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've seen everything. My dad coached college tennis my whole life, so I've definitely seen it all. Uh, but, uh, no, it's it's been yeah. fun. I mean, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been super fun. I mean, me and Daniel are pretty similar guys. He's very straightforward. And, you know, hey, we just like to compete. Let's compete. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Most importantly, how healthy are you guys? Because I know you've, everyone's been dealing with health issues. But I think that's the scariest yeah. thing as well. It's like you guys finally have your roster healthy. Yeah, yeah, we're all good. We're all good. I mean, honestly, I had uh, some, I mean, for sure, every, I think almost every guy on the team has had a slip up and that, mm-hmm. that definitely cost us a loss or two. But um, I think we're all healthy now, uh, knock on wood. And we got our butts kicked this morning in our weight session, <laughs> hit the soul back to the end. So we're going to be fit. We're going to be, we're going to be pumped. Honestly, it'll, it'll be a, a fun end of the year. I think uh, it's going to be fun. I think we'll have Maybe a couple of fans of the match, uh, get a little, uh, some, some preppy fans in the stands. <laughs> That's half the fun. No, I, um, it's funny. I was supposed to go to my first USC UCLA home match last oh, yeah. year, right before the pandemic. I was literally scheduled to fly out, then go to Indian Wells and cover it. And then the pandemic and obviously that didn't happen. So yeah. I am jealous. How nice. Cause I know that USC UCLA match, you guys did have some fans back and just, even if it's, road fans home fans in general I feel like any time to play in front of a crowd uh how nice has that been to be able to start to do that again oh it's awesome it's awesome for sure I mean even uh 
Pac-12s. There were a couple of people there, but uh, at our last home match, we had our families there and mm-hmm. a couple of my roommates and friends were there yelling and it was, it was a great environment. Hey, like there's a couple of swimmers drunken <laughs> yelling stuff. Like how funny is that? Like, yeah. it's, it's all good. I mean, I, I think everyone enjoys that environment. I'm sure we do uh, get a little more excited when there's um, a couple people yelling or chirping you. So it's, it's all good for us, honestly. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. when you're soul cycling, by the way, do Macy and Quinta hop on the bikes as well? Or are they soul too cycling. or not soul cycling, whatever it's called. We're on the bike. Oh, soul biking. Biking. No. Soul biking, cycling, biking. Yeah. Sorry. They were, they, they come to wait. I think Chris Mace will be there most days, but uh, yeah. yeah, today was a little contest. Uh, a little soul bike, 30 calories. Uh, <laughs> You know who won that. You know. Who won that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, Kooky. Um, no. <laughs> um, no, I I could see Mace like actually competing every time. There is no way Chris Quinta has lifted a weight since 2010. No, no, Chris. Chris's pandemic body's on point. Let me put it that way. <laughs> the guy, the guy hits, the guy hits abs every practice. So. He's good. They're in shape. They're in shape. Yeah, there's no denying that. By the way, I had heard some rumors that Macy's taken it to you the last 18 holes you've played, like past three times that he's beaten you. That's true. Yes, it's it's not it's not a it's not a close competition. There, it's it's not a close competition. He would also beat me in a marathon. But hey, (laughs) hey, we're not keeping track of that on a tennis court. I I think I got him, but Mm -hmm. golf. Golf, on the other hand, he's he's damn good. What about hoops? Because I know he prides himself as a basketball player who coaches tennis. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I can dunk. I don't think I don't think <laughs> he can get up. So, <laughs> but no, our our team, our team. In all honesty, we we're very competitive. Uh, I think a bunch of good. I think Steph is pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, duties. Daniel's a very good basketball player, but he fouls everyone he guards. <laughs> he's so aggressive. So, uh, but it's all yeah. good. No, that's, uh, you know, again, as, as I suppose, you know, three years of his uh, military service will do that to you. You're going to play an aggressive style of basketball. I've seen those Israeli pickup games. I've played in them. That's um, rough out on the streets of Jerusalem. But uh, no, again, uh, for you, and again, we're so excited to see you guys headed towards the postseason. Uh, but you are someone who, as you mentioned, have eat, live, sleep, breathe, you know, I apologize for getting grody here, but even out college tennis your entire life right like it's been your it's been a part of your fabric since the beginning and obviously your dad Peter was the head coach at USC when you first started on the team he I'm sure was it funny was there ever any tension between the two of you like dad you're you're gonna give me a you're gonna offer me at some point right like I'm I'm a blue chip recruit like I just made the junior US Open final I'm gonna go to was there one like elsewhere yeah no I mean I no (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, I, I talked to coaches for a week and uh I wasn't doing great and then I won like three bigger tournaments mm-hmm. and I called my dad before dinner I was like hey uh I'm gonna commit and he said what I'm like oh I'm just committing and he goes oh okay <laughs> like, like got home from dinner and he's like oh yeah like I saw you committed I was like yeah I guess but it was it was always a running joke I mean because I I was a I was a psycho when I was younger and I'd be like 12 years old and I'd have a practice and i'd be like screw you dad i'm going to ucla like <laughs> and he'd always be like here's his number call him up but uh <laughs> yeah I, I i i all usc pretty much it's uh it's the best 
best mm-hmm. place in the country in my opinion so mm-hmm. yeah. no and you know again being around that environment and you know i imagine your formative years because we're not too different in in age you're what a 97 i yeah. want to say yeah i'm a 95 and so for us you know the steve johnson years and for them to win four in a row and stevie yeah. daniel robert farah you know you look back at that 2012 team and I, there's a podcast we've done i've done interviews with we have 24 hours of interviews with Virginia and USC players talking about their rivalries in the early 2010s. And I just haven't turned into the podcast series we want to yet. But, yeah. you know, growing up around that level of college tennis and, you know, your dad yeah. has a quote that I use all the time. He says, when college tennis is great, it's really great. And that's like Peter Smith in a nutshell, right? That simplicity of that quote. But um, you grew up around that yeah. environment. And so for you, you know, was that the inspiration growing up training is just, I want to play college tennis at SC. Yes. <laughs> as simple as yes. Simple answer, yes. Yes. I want to play at USC and I want to win a national championship. And Hey, I mean, I, we got a ring for the indoors and probably as an asterisk to it on uh, <laughs> my, my book and my dad's book. Uh, but I mean, Hey, it's, it's, it's been awesome being here for sure. And, yeah, it's it's everything I could have asked for. What yeah. do you remember growing up around those teams, those Stevie J teams? Again, obviously, you look at that 2012 team, the reason I brought up the podcast, I mean, Yannick, Roberto, Emilio were your bottom three. They're all top 200 and more players in the world. That roster, just absolutely ridiculous. How exciting was it for you to go to those matches? Is there a team you hold most fondly? Maybe 2009 because it was the first. Uh, for me, it's 12. That 12 team's just – I like the 14 team too because Yannick and Roberto at their best were really fun, you know, upperclassmen yeah. leaders. But yeah. that 12 team was just absurd. Yeah, crazy. I mean, crazy. I know all those stories and all that. <laughs> crazy. I mean, I was there when they won it in 2011. It was at Stanford, and mm-hmm. that was – as good four as three D win diving hits the forehand yeah, volley one four three. I mean, they they won it. They went out that night and they're watching Sports Center and that goes on top ten. I mean, <laughs> that's got to feel pretty good. That's got to feel pretty good. So I think I mean all those teams were so close, so close and so so competitive. I mean, Stevie J won. That's I mean yeah, pretty damn good. So, the goat, the <laughs> goat. So yeah, I mean all those teams stand out in my mind. It was cool. Yeah, growing up and watching that, it was, yeah, 2011 being there was, was sweet, you know, mm-hmm. watching them beat up on the Who's. Uh, so you were at that match, you were on site, and I believe, uh, you know, the next year they also played the night match 4-3 against UCLA, the one that goes indoors at Georgia, and I think it's D-Win who ends up clinching that match in the third yeah. set, and just, yeah. again, those four Pete's your perspective growing up, were you aware of what was going on? Again, now that you're in college tennis, you realize how much harder it is, but were you aware of how special that run was in the moment? I mean, I, I, I mean, probably not. I yeah. Mean, you're 14, probably, 15 years old. Back yeah. on it, it's, it's insane. It's, it's pretty insane for Stevie to do what he did. Um, just looking at 72 matches in a row. It's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's freaking ridiculous. So, I mean, it, it's pretty cool. I, I, I don't know what else to say but yeah I mean those guys for sure I looked up to growing up and hey it's it's cool that I'm uh in in a conversation with like I'm an all-american I'm on the wall at USC and I was a captain and those things you know they mean a lot so yeah Mm -hmm. it was those teams though (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know how well we would do against the 2012 team, but uh, <laughs> it would have been fun. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I would watch Kooky versus Stevie. I think that would be a fun match, yeah. uh, just objectively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they played. They played in practice, and Stevie, to put it lightly, is a, is a he's a match player. He's yeah. a match player. And he, he came off the court and he goes, "They beat Stevie. I beat him." I'm like, "Yeah, he did." He's like, he's like, he was trying. I'm like. I don't know. He hasn't lost on these ever. So <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I've heard is he's had a 72 match win streak in practice uh, in matches, but a 72 match yeah. losing streak in practice that he, uh, yeah, he he'll throw a game or two away. Uh, certainly yeah. the yeah. two handed back. Unless you piss him off. Unless yeah. you piss him off. I've heard some stories of practice where someone would make a bad comment and then, all right, Stevie's going to Stevie. So exactly. But for you to be steeped in that history, the reason I ask all of those questions throughout your five years at USC, I mean, you you have that unique perspective. You were the son of the coach. And then now again, you have that tie to generations past at USC. You understand what it's all about to be a USC Trojan. Uh, Have you felt that throughout your career? Have you felt that perhaps has that been at all a burden to you or has that been motivation to you to continue to, you know, get in the gym, do the weight sessions, do what you got to do, because I imagine it can be a bit of both. As far as, as far as what, as far as just the coach, again, dad, no, no, look, I, I, I love coach Smith, but you know, that is what it is. And we can explore yeah. that relation, but just in general, to be a USC Trojan, I yeah. feel like that comes with pressure. Like, have you felt that pressure just because you know what it means? I mean, you walk into our facility, there's 21 national titles. <laughs> exactly. The there's literally 21 trophies and yeah. it's the most, it's the most of any tennis program. That's for sure. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's for sure a pressure, I, you know, like, uh, you know, I've gotten some comments of getting a, a ring for national indoors. I think most, there's maybe a couple teams that would not get a ring for national indoors and we were one of them. Uh, <laughs> and, and we got one and uh, it was, it was kind of joking around a bit. My dad was like, well, when we won it in 2012, you know, I used the trophy as the the water bowl for Floyd, his dog. So, <laughs> but, you know, I was like, but dad, we didn't, we didn't finish the season. He's like, I get it. I get it. But, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's for sure a pressure. I mean, you talk about, Oh, you guys can make a run to the quarters or semis or, and honestly, SC it's, it's, it's a lot like, Hey, did you win it this year for tennis? Did you win it? I mean, you won pack 12s. That's great. But, uh, go win it, go finish the job. And you know, those guys, uh, those years, they had a, they had a different chip on their shoulder for sure. And we're trying to get that back this year. I've heard Yak Poldma is just the most underrated human being in college tennis history that he is just also, you know, cause he's like a super successful, like businessman now or something too. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, he, he was like the most the talented. Guy. He wanted to be the president of, uh, where is he from? Of, uh, <laughs> forget where but he's his his foreign was was up there with steve yeah. his was up there let's just say that but he's, yeah yeah he's a pretty cool dude yeah, yeah no there's no denying that and again it's it's the little guys like that, that you just see them littered through tennis history and again now i get to have some fun with you down the home stretch ask about some specific matches i just want to start with a broad one because you are uniquely situated to answer this over the past five years you've been a part of two of the best doubles teams in college tennis so my question to you it's a dual match who wins holt smith or Holt or, or uh, Smith Cookerman. Jeez, it's a lose lose. That's a lose lose <laughs> answer right there. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I'd say it depends the day. It depends the day. <laughs> there are some days 
there were some days when I was playing with Brandon and I, you know, he just kind of took over. He just yeah. kind of took over. So, I mean, I don't know. It depends the day. You, you tell me. You well, because you guys won a Futures title, right? You and Brandon together? Yeah, we won three. Me and Daniel won one. Yeah, yeah. so by yeah. that metric, one could argue it's you and Brandon. It's so different. I love, okay, so here's the thing. You and Kuki have a shared fire. And I'm not saying Brandon doesn't have fire because he is one of the most quietly competitive silent assassin, right? He's out there. Yeah. He's just doing his thing. Um, yeah. And his effort at the National Indoor is a testament to you're not, he was deathly ill and he's like, no, I'm playing for my team. That's a testament to him. But the shared fire of you and Kuki belongs as the number one doubles team in the country and it's just like I, that's why it's not a merit on who's better but I love that pairing because it, it's just everything you like in college tennis right and I feel like the whole team feeds off your fire yeah yeah but we can't be number one this year because we're not in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's you could have you should have lost to Kawaisi and uh, Sifa. That was that's what killed. Yeah. You. I mean, uh, that guy they were unreal. Yeah. They got up that day, but yeah. I mean, hey, we're seventeen and three with an asterisk. I don't know if I count that UCLA one as a loss. But yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. No, again, though, some very very good teams. And again, to ask about a match you and Kuki played in particular because. You did capture that 2020 national indoor title. And uh, for you guys, again, I felt the doubles point was that match. And, you know, you guys go down a mini break, 5-4 in the tiebreaker. Two serves on the racket of Will Blumberg. He probably gets the job done eight out of ten times. But I know this is a a trip down memory lane, but anytime you win a national championship, we got to talk about it here on the show. That doubles point, that moment in particular – I mean, I feel like that was the launch pad for your team. It's like, all right, we're here. What do you remember about those two points and, again, that match? Uh, I mean, we were down. <laughs> I mean, Maybe I was break 5-4. I was returning so bad. I felt so bad. For <laughs> they were just jamming me all match. And then, uh, yeah, I think I served. I think I won. Weren't we down 2-5 and I hit two good serves. And then it was 4-5. Yeah. And then – I was like, I need to hit a good return. And he kind of, I mean, Will Bloomberg, he's, he's kind of owned me even in juniors. Uh, but <laughs> I, I slapped a return and then duty, the next point just destroys a return. It was yeah, like, all right, huge you know? forehand. If I remember just yeah, crushed I it. So. Yeah. And then I poached on the match point and it was just like, you know, I, I felt like, you know, like Will is like incredible like eight time all-american the guy's damn good you know i was like all right let's make a move let's kind of do something and we kind of went for it and it worked out but yeah that was a that was a cool moment for sure Mm -hmm. and then if i remember correctly you and rinky were like seven six six seven or something when the match ended seven six and and we were just in the second set and i was just Uh, bouncing the ball waiting for more to clinch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, for you, you'd say it's with an asterisk, but to win a national championship, especially to do it in Coach Macy's first year, to do it for Coach Quinta, who stuck around, uh, obviously, after your dad stepped down, and to do it for Deaton as well, the whole team, what did that mean for the program? Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, it was a super cool feeling, uh, for sure, to be a part of it. And um yeah, I mean, it was it was just an incredible week, you know. You know, Brandon is insanely sick, Ryder's sick. All all of our guys were kind of in and out of it, and I think that took probably a little pressure off. You know, we lost, went to Ohio State, lost a ridiculous match, um, lost a ridiculous match, and then we kind of played, I think, a little more free and 
a lot of those matches, we had Brandon at one and he couldn't play, like he physically couldn't play, but he was there. So it was, it was awesome. It was awesome to be a part of for sure. That's number one memory I have here. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I remember watching Brandon in that first set against Will. I actually, it was the first match you guys played. It wasn't the Stanford match. Whoever you played before yeah. Stanford. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was yeah. just, he was, he was dying on court. He was dying, but he was winning. That's how and good he won a set. It, he yeah. won the first set. It was like, how did he do that? Yeah. I, think and, he, I, I, I think he had match point, too, against Alistair Gray, who yeah. who's really freaking good, especially <laughs> indoors. Like, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's a stud. He was the real MVP that week. You want to look at it like that. I mean, we played the final and he can barely walk. Like, hey, dude, we got to throw you in doubles. We need the doubles point. No questions. He went out and he wins. So, Mm -hmm. no, it was the most impressive performance again. And, you know, to have him on the roster, to have a guy like Duty, who was number one in the country last year, who clearly, when he's ready, can go play pro tennis whenever he'd like. And for the record, I'd say that about you as well. But, um, what what does that you know what does that do for the rest of the team to have that standard? I feel like there's no way Daniel Kukerman tanks a practice. I don't believe it. And if he does, tell me the stories. No, no, never <laughs> tanked. Never tanked. We, we no. There's no chance he's gonna tank. And I think that's kind of what's you know like I I won't tank a practice. Daniel won't tank. Like Stefani tank. Like we're a very competitive group. Like very competitive. And I think. Like you talk about um, Brad and Steph at two doubles, they've lost once. We've played them in doubles, and every single time we've gotten into it in the point where they're like, I'm so pissed I can't even practice anymore. So I think I think it's just that that competitive energy is pretty pretty contagious at USC. And I mean, you have a great every team is really good, and you have guys like battling to play. I remember my freshman year, I got pulled and I was like, beside myself so I kind of decided not to lose the rest of the year but uh but it's it's just extremely competitive so I I I think that's the biggest thing especially Daniel he's older he's he obviously wants to go play pro tennis and it it definitely uh it it trickles down to all the guys to Stefan Mm -hmm. to Ryder to Jake it's it's he's a great a great leader Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, you get to see Daniel match in, match out next to you at number one doubles. And yeah. some of the he does, you're just like, where did that come from? You're like, how do you do this? And again, I know, you know, not to butter him up too much, still waiting to get him on the pod, but just in general, athletically, just from a talent perspective, I mean, there's a reason you guys call him duty, right? I feel like he just, he does make magic happen. How, how imp- are you day and is it still impressive 40 years later? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a, he's a extremely competitive dude to say the least. Yeah. He goes into a mode with a couple of times. I mean, the year I think it was the year before JJ went on that streak, he played him at home and he was up 6050 hurt. Like it was <laughs> it was in like he goes into a mode when you're just like, "All right, you're the fastest guy ever and you're running <laughs> like to be aggressive." Like he's he's damn good. So he's uh yeah, I I, I went out yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, I feel like too. I this is what I say all the time. It's like imagine you're an opponent and you're like, all right, I have to make Riley's. I have to return Riley's serve, which is tough enough, and then I have to worry about the literally fastest player in college tennis twitching yeah. around at the net, poaching things away. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's that's why your game probably the surest thing in college tennis right now. And you know, for the two of you, is individual something you even think about? Well, you know, you talk about winning a national championship. Certainly, you two are good enough to do it. Is that something you've thought about, you know, since you came back for that additional year? 
I mean, yes, yes, for sure. But it's not necessarily on the top of our mind. Like one <laughs> of us will maybe joke at practice about winning it or when we were ranked one for that long portion, but it's more, it's, it's so team driven. I can't even really describe it. Like, I mean, if we won team championships, I, I wouldn't like, if you told me right now, Hey, you win team and you don't play another match the rest of your life. I might take it. I might yeah. take it on the spot. Like, like I, I think winning with the group of guys like that would be, I mean, there's nothing better indoors was special. Pac-12 this year was really special. And then I was like texting all the guys, like imagine how insane it would be to win an days. Like this was great. That will be like even better. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, now we focus on the NCAA run and home stretch because I know, again, I don't want to keep you for too much longer here, but um, yeah. All right. Well, then we can go another hour. Uh, No, just (laughs) kidding. Uh, I got to go do some stuff as well anyways, but not that I'm done with you. All right. um, Leave all of that in West off. That's just how I think on these podcasts, you folks are used to that. But, you know, for you guys preparing for the postseason now, um, again, what do you do? I know you can't control the draw. You can't control uh, who you're going to end up playing. But what does the week and a half or the 10 days between now and the start of the NCAA tournament look like for you guys? What do you do to get the team amped for this postseason run? Um, I mean, I'm I, sure I, you're amped, but more ready. Yeah, just ready. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're doing extra fitness and with Orlando in the back of our mind, you know, heavy conditions, sticky courts. Um, but studying for finals, taking finals. And I mean, I I wouldn't say we need to, like, I think if you're trying to get the guys, you know, amped for this weekend, there's probably something wrong. I think every single guy is already freaking amped. You know, I think our whole entire team is ready to go. And yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped. You know, we we waited uh, two years (laughs) to play this again. So it'll be exciting. Mm -hmm. And for your team, uh, I think it was two years ago that uh, you guys played USC in that round of 16 match and uh, USC, you are USC, you played UNC, excuse me, in the round of 16 match at home. And, you know, that year uh, they knocked you off, but you got to play that round of 16 home match this year. It goes back to one super site for the round of 16, even though you may not remember that experience fondly. Curious your thoughts on the two formats. Did you like having that additional round of 16 match at home, would you like to keep that? Or are you excited for the super site? Yes. I love the, the super regional was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. UNC brought, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 fans. I don't know. And they were obnoxious and we had a hundred, I don't know, a, a good amount of fans and they were obnoxious. So it was, <laughs> it was awesome. You know, super competitive. We had, I think one of their guys got thrown out in the middle of my match. <laughs> But uh, but it was it was a great atmosphere. I think you'd ask Will or any of those guys the same question, and they'd agree. You know, playing in that uh, that super regional site, I think is it's it's awesome for college tennis. I mean, the the craziest matches we've played has been at UCLA, or for me, it was at Georgia that freshman year. It's like playing at away or at home with fans that really care. It's it's sick. You know, you don't really see that much. I mean, we played. The one year I lost to UCLA deciding match, it was thousands of fans here, thousands of fans up on the upper deck, all the fans here. And what's his name? Francis was at the match. And he's like, to Dean, he's like, this is insane. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is insane. And it's like, yeah, it kind of is. So, I mean, 
I, I, I'm all for the super regional. It's it's better in my decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, certainly. And again, this year, it's more about the circumstances. I do believe they're going to plan on bringing that back. You talk about the atmosphere. Do you ever yeah. look at Coulter and just like Coulter? Like just, no. I don't know. Yeah. I leave that. I leave that for the other team to do. I leave that for <laughs> the other team. I leave that for the other team. A couple of matches at indoors, he for sure won mm-hmm. us matches. Literally, hundred percent. Talk about one of the best teammates around, Coulter <laughs> Smith. Coulter yeah. Smith, what a freaking beast! So yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever shush him. He's a, he's a stud. <laughs> yeah, he's a stud. In practice, are you ever like Coulter? Like now, nah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> in practice, in practice is a different story. But that that's another podcast, to say the least. So. Yeah, we'll save that for the Patreon subscribers only. Um, but no, for again, uh, you look at your team, and now uh, you again uh, such a close unit, such a close group uh, for you guys heading into the postseason. What are the things you're focused on? What are you know? Again, I know it's a match by match basis, but what are the things yeah. you guys have to do to play your best tennis? Yeah, I mean, I think just focusing on ourselves. I think everyone's a bit different, but uh, for sure, focusing on myself, focusing on our doubles, me and Daniel. But I think a lot of the times guys will worry or, you know, you'll worry about, oh, you know, some guy's struggling in a position and that, this, the other. And at the end of the day, you know, you just kind of have to go out and win your match and uh, the the rest of the team focuses on themselves. You know, individualism will kind of take over for from my point of view. So just, you know, just making sure I'm healthy, getting in the ice bath a little more, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. God, ice baths sound awful. That's just, Oh, I've, nah. I've lived in an ice bath. I've lived in an ice bath. <laughs> oh. I'm all right with it, but it's, it's not the best. Yeah. yeah I can't, I think I smell, I have too much leg hair. So everything gets cold <laughs> and soggy and it all turns to disaster. But now again, for you, because you had the chance to know coach Macy when he was a young assistant coach, he's now obviously the head coach for your team. Yeah. Uh, how exciting is it? You know, how I, I happen to know him as well. He's a goofy guy. I feel like yeah. he, though, might be more competitive than anyone even on the roster. That he is just, no, again, he's he not must... as competitive as me. <laughs> Good. Well, but, you know, the thing I'm going to miss most when we're done with this pandemic is you can see the stress behind his mask more than any other coach. And it's like one of my favorite things just to watch him on the Macy cam. Um, but just again, uh, to have that at the top, uh, what's he doing to get you guys ready? How amped is he? Yeah, he's he's pumped for sure. He was yeah. pumped at Pac-12s. Our, our whole entire team was pumped. You know, we kind of got into it with the with the ASU guys, and we we don't shy away at that. Really, you know, mm-hmm. we're not gonna be a dick on court or call someone you know some bad name. But if someone is gonna throw the first punch, we're not gonna back down. And I think he stands for that. He's a very you know strict not strict coach, but, you know, very principled coach and uh that's starting to rub off on us. It's, it's, it's been good for sure. And he's, he's, yeah, he definitely is a competitor. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like, again, you guys get after it in practice and he's instigating. He's just like poking you with this record. He's yeah. like, come on, you're going to take that? Like, come on, come on. And so, uh, or at least that's how I imagine him in my head. Um, but no, again, you look at your team this year and just again, over your time at USC, certainly you guys have been standards for all things college tennis. Some broad CT questions before we go. Rankings uh, this year. I'm sure it was frustrating as hell. At this point, they are what they are. But I did you get yourself caught up in it at some point where you're like, what is going on here? Like how frustrating, just the confusion more than anything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's whatever. It's whatever yeah. at this point. I, I don't I don't really care. I mean, I'm more pissed for I mean, I think I'll make the 
individual tournament as the rankings stand and that sort of thing. But all right, like the Pac-12 guys, it's we're four like the best guy's duty. I think now and he's in the forties. Like, is yeah. that is that crazy or what? So <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, literally, luckily, you know, I played the TCU. I won against TCU in Kentucky. Otherwise, I would have been screwed. And yeah. uh, you know, it, it sucks for. You know, someone like I, – I don't know. We'll see what happens. You saw that little weird, like, uh, thing, the ITA. I, I, like, who's going to get into it? Yeah, manual adjustments and everything. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the you can look at I, – I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for sure. But for sure, like, some guys – I mean, Stefan and Bradley, they're, they've lost once this year, and they're not going to get into the tournament. Uh, I, I mean, it sucks, you know. But yeah. – uh, I don't know. It, I, I'm all. I'm. I don't really care about the the individual stuff because it didn't really hurt me too bad, if that makes sense. But uh, I mean, the team stuff. You can you can you can throw us forever. Yeah, you can put us forever. Push in Michigan. That's <laughs> no, you guys are banned from Ann Arbor. Um, <laughs> but no, a hundred percent. Yeah, to your point, yeah. it is what it is. I can only imagine how frustrating that much would be. Literally, had you not beaten Famba. You would have been screwed. You're right. That Famba win from a ranking standpoint, yes. it does a lot for you because he's wrapped yeah, yeah. in two and one. And he gets all the Pac-12 matches. It's crazy it's, how like one result can do that. It's crazy. So it's, I mean, it's that's how the rankings are kind of messed up. But you know, it is what it is. I don't. I'm not losing sleep yeah. over being ranked whatever forty and whatever in doubles. Uh, I mean, who cares? We'll yeah. let the yeah. results speak. I think you guys are like a 17th ranked doubles team. That feels about right. Uh, yeah, 17 and three, please. Uh, but no, and for the record, that match versus Famba was very, very fun. Two big servers indoors. That was one of the, uh, one of my favorite individual matches I got he, to watch. He beat, he beat me in that one. I was yeah. going to say, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then you Stop. got him at USC, right? I I beat so they switched it and oh you got gray at USC yeah 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 that's yeah Yeah. again that's a good win too we talk about it Alice there that applies to both of them um and so no it's certainly frustrating well for you again you look back five years in college tennis uh certainly you had high expectations given you saw what things can be at USC but you look back and for those around the country who maybe are in a similar position like you were last year where they have an extra year of eligibility and they're not exactly sure what to do you know what about college tennis drew you back wow what again for that fifth additional season uh what what made you make the decision come back to USC um I mean for sure I just wanted I wanted to it originally I mean I was Honestly, I was going to go play pro tennis when the season was over and I was kind of set on that. And then I got into the masters of accounting and kind of went that route. But, um, I, I don't know. I think, I think each person's for sure different. I think there are guys, you know, that are done with tennis, you know, <laughs> there's, there's guys that are legit done. And then there's other guys that are like, I want to go. And, you know, you saw that at Baylor, you know, you have three grad transfers come. So, uh, I think each guy is different. We'll kind of see what happens. Um, but, I, yeah, I think each guy is different. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Like, uh, as far as what teams stay, freaking uh, boats are going to Virginia, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So, That's unbelievable. Yeah. 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 And credit to him, by the way, getting that NBA as well while there. That's that's the two. That's crazy. One. Yeah. yeah. And he's, it's like he's winning. He's winning it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's it's like, winning COVID. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you lose Carl, too. You get to keep all of your freshmen and you get to replace Carl with Barr. 
Like that's, yeah, yeah that's the cheat code. That is how you win. But uh, no, there's no yeah. denying that. And certainly it has been such an exciting season with all of the talent. I know, again, we, we talked about expectations already, but when you look at the NCAA field, again, my, this is my final question for you, uh, more broadly than just, obviously you guys are going there to win, but how excited are you just to see the level of competition? It does legitimately feel like there are 13 teams that could win the title, and you don't say that every season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. You saw in that uh, SEC match, some close matches. You know, I, I think everyone's – for sure it's going to be close matches, and uh, we'll kind of see which team's ready to – to win. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I mean, obviously you know who I would pick to win it, but uh, <laughs> for sure, I mean, we're number 10 in your poll. We're not your first pick, but I mean, I think there's, there's, you could look at the rankings and you could do the top five or whatever, the top eight, 20 different ways, you know, there's different ways to look at like, all right, I looked at it the other day and it was like a lot of these teams, Baylor has what, like four losses and they're one. And then yeah. two lot, like each team has a good amount of losses that everyone's kind of beating each other. So I, I think it'll be fun. I think a lot of the guys, a lot of teams can win. Uh, we'll see who, who's better at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll see who's got the chops when all things are said and done. And yeah, yeah. to your point, Virginia beats Ohio State in Columbus, only the second time that's happened since 2006. They then lose to a Kovalis, Illinois in the National Indoor. Yeah, yeah at the National Indoor. So literally, yeah. anything can happen. In like, and, then, and then Illinois, what is Illinois ranked? Like, you want to yeah, talk about exactly. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't. So I, I don't know. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens. Well, it's, it's so it's whack, awesome. honestly, but. No, yeah. Illinois has Kova and Zeke Clark, who are undefeated in singles this year, at one and four, respectfully. And, yeah, they're like 16 in the rankings. But, no, it's – again, if you go listen to the Great Shot podcast, you'll hear there's more meat behind that number 10 ranking. I said I'm getting ready to pick you guys as my national championship winners, so just get ready, everyone. But, uh, no, I mean, there's no- – I, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know with all the – I saw the little Twitter beef going on. Who's <laughs> I think that's so funny. You never see that in freaking college tennis. But uh, Kova, Cannon, I, I mean, they're both pretty freaking competitive people. So <laughs> yeah. I felt bad. I get yeah. nervous now. I'm like, I didn't mean to start a fight. I was oh, like, I didn't no. do it. It's great. It's interesting. I think I think for sure both of them like it. So Yeah. And for yeah. the record, I said they should split the award because I don't have chops, so I couldn't pick one person. I'm like, let me pick both. But, like, yeah, I, you'd hope to see them play, although I think Cannon's playing two singles this weekend, which oh, is really? yeah, that's, that's just crazy. half the fun, right? That's, that's why Ty Tucker's Ty Tucker, uh, the best in the business. But best yeah. in the business. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I mean, again, I, I do feel like, I, so I guess I'm going to sneak in a bonus question. That juice, that rivalry, that competition, that's what makes college tennis college tennis, right? As much as there might be some beef during the match, it's yeah. all in the name of, you know, love of the sport. Yeah, yeah, I'd say, I'd say most guys. I think I've had one or two guys not love my competitive spirit this year, and uh, <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. But I, I, I think that's great. I think that's, that's great. I mean, you look at uh, some of the best matches, there's always going to be a little chippiness to it, you know? Like, guys aren't going to want to watch when they won their match, their team lose. So they're going to maybe say something and calls are going to get a little closer. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's so. the name of the game. That's half of the fun. And again, you talk about your competitive attitude. I think anyone who has watched you play, if you don't mind me saying over these past five years would associate you with competitiveness, with, you know, energy, with all that you want to see from college tennis players. There's a little butter to end the show for you, Riley, because God knows you deal with so much of my nonsense day in, day out. So uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Obviously, if we missed anything, if there's any parting shots you have to take, now would be the moment. But uh, wishing you safety, wishing you health. Again, send our love to Keegan as well. And uh, I assume I'm going to get a fight on from you before we end the podcast. Yeah, of course. You got to hope the boys come through. I'm excited for uh, the next week. It'll be fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as always, yeah, fight on. Thank you for joining the show. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll chat soon. Have a good one. Yep. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with USC All-American Riley Smith. A huge thank you to Riley for taking the time to chat. I know how busy he is preparing for his postseason run, and obviously he and the Trojans, they've got the talent. The question is, can it all click in place for them to do what they certainly believe they are capable of doing this May? Of course, I will also point out that I started covering college tennis in 2017. That means the majority of Riley Smith's career, uh, I've been covering him, and so certainly it's going to be weird for me to see this class of 2020 uh, leave the college tennis universe at the same time. Certainly excited to see what Riley has uh, in store for all of us once he completes his college career. But of course, hopefully he gets the storybook ending or at least some sort of ending that he deserves, whether it's he and Kuki in the individual event or certainly his team in the team event. They are capable of making a deep run. They are dangerous. I know I wouldn't want to face the Trojans. Anyways, certainly looking forward to seeing them compete here this weekend. And of course, If you need to catch up on all of the action that will be going down this weekend, rest assured we have you covered here at Crack Rackets, a podcast with Matt Stachowiak previewing all of the men's action, podcast with the GOAT, Colette Lewis previewing all of the women's action. Both of those pods going to be available for all of you listeners on Friday simultaneously with this interview. So as you're watching some of the regions play out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, be sure to pop those podcasts into your ears as well. And of course, If you need to catch up on anything else that's happening across the tennis world, be sure to check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at CrackedRackets. You want to message me directly, I am at GreatShotPod. Shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westhoff, who, as always, have an editing job to do. A shout out, as well, to our friends at Midwest Sports. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. And best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Of course, last but not least, I will ask that you like, rate, subscribe, review to this podcast, The Great Shop Podcast, Mini Break Podcast, and everything we are doing here at Crack Rackets. But with that in mind, for my wonderful guest, Riley Smith, our super producers, Fligner and Westoff, our friends at Midwest Sports, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.